Welcome to Brand Appeal, where we talk about brand storytelling in the digital age. I'm your host, Shannon Peel, and today I talked with Crystal Van Ree from Simply She about how you got to be the brand. In today's world, it's not good enough to have a logo and hide behind it. You need to step out in front of that logo and tell your brand story. Whether that is, if you want to know how to connect with people and get your brand into their hearts, this is the episode for you. Before we talk to Crystal, though, I just want to let you know about a new program I have here at Market Appeal, the Summit. Now, there are many different summits going on here at Market Appeal for you to learn how to create an appealing life, career, or business. Stop in at marketappeal.com and click on Create Appeal to find out more about how you can create an appealing life, career, or business. Now that that's out of the way, let's go talk to Crystal and find out how you can stand out in today's marketplace by being the brand. Crystal, thank you so much for joining me today on Brand Appeal. I've got one question for you. What is it that you want to be known for? I said I want to be known for helping coaches and consultants to build their brands. Oh, perfect. Because that is exactly what Brand Appeal is about. Helping business owners, and that includes coaches, on how to build their brand. So what is the one thing do you think that people need to do in order to build their brand and get known in the marketplace? Um, I think the, the first many to do is really be confident in who they are and the service that they want to provide in order to really build a brand that's going to stand out. The creator or the CEO or the founder, they are the brand. And so I think people really need to be confident in who they are to have that really come out in their business and their branding. You make a really good point there because we don't like to engage with logos. We don't want faceless, nameless, because it's hard to interact with something where we're going, okay, we, I don't really know who I'm talking to. And in today's world, we want to know that person that's behind the brand. That's why we have the Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, Bill Gates and John, Steve Jobs of the world. But there's a lot of business owners that are afraid of standing out in, out in front of that logo. Why do you think that is? I think social media has a lot to do with that. Uh, people kind of comparing themselves, having imposter syndrome, like seeing what other people are doing. And so they're then afraid to kind of step out there. What if I'm not good enough? What if my product or service is not good enough? What if no one will buy from me? And I think also there's just a little bit of fear of being vulnerable when it comes to putting your brand out there because social media has become such a large part of any businesses branding and how we market and get clients. And so people are afraid of really what other people are going to think. So I think that's a, that's a huge part of it. What will someone think of me? I cared until I hit 40. And then for some magical reason, when I hit 40, I just stopped caring what people thought, which was a good thing because that's when my life fell apart. Really did let me know that people aren't thinking about you. They really aren't. Unless you're a complete jerk, idiot, ass, whatever you want to say about these people who get ridiculed online, you're, they're, not, they're just going to ignore you for the most part. Yeah. So you may as well be out there so that the people that want to know who you are can interact with you. Absolutely. I completely agree. You know, I tell my clients, like, no one wakes up in the morning thinking about you and your business. <laughs> That's like the first thing. There's like this shock. I'm like, seriously, guys. No one's waking up in the morning and thinking about you and your business. 
you have to stay top of mind for them. You're like thinking or asking the question of like, why am I not getting any clients? Well, you have to put yourself in front of them. Think about all the information we're bombarded with. And that's where branding comes into play. You're trying to stand out. And if you are hiding, it's going to make it impossible for folks to find you. Yes, because branding and where I live in the world is at the beginning of that marketing funnel, getting noticed, getting brand awareness, and then building that authority. I live in the authority credibility piece. So we're trying to get that authority and credibility so that when people go to make a decision, they can find the information that they need. There's a real journey that customers go on, right from understanding that they have a symptom. They don't know what the problem is. It's a symptom. So your brand needs to understand what symptoms are people experiencing when they have the problem that you solve? And then you got to tell those stories. So it's like, you got to tell the stories to your ideal customers about themselves, which is not very easy to do because we all want to talk about I, I, I. We don't really feel comfortable talking in the you because mm-hmm. we didn't learn how to talk in the you. We, we learned how to write stories where you first person and write stories in the third person. We really did not re- learn how to read stories in the second person. So how can people, you know, kind of shift and realize what it is that their customers are feeling at any given time? Um, I think uh, having empathy for your ideal client and your customers, one of the biggest things that any business can do. You talked a little bit about the customer journey and what you were referring to was the the awareness stage of that, like people becoming aware of your brand and the problem that you solve, right? So I think part of that is just talking to people who you feel like would be your ideal client. Talk to them like they're your friend, your neighbor, you know, a family member, get to know them. Well, I tell my clients to uh, kind of stalk, which is probably scary a little bit, but stalk your ideal client, see what they're doing. Where do they shop? Where do they eat? Where do they live? And make all of this a part of how you talk to them about the product or the service that you offer but I think one of the one of the first things you got to do is you got to be empathetic and to be empathetic you got to know what they're experiencing so true so true if you don't understand what they're experiencing then you have no idea what to say to you about your problem uh you know (laughs) sometimes I wonder I hear there's one novel out there that did the second person successfully and I really want to find it but I can't remember the name of it so I gotta remember to google it or maybe somebody can send me a note you have an interesting business yourself yeah so the name of my business is simply she or simply slay hard every day and that's my business coaching and brand strategy firm and you know I work with and teach other coaches and consultants how to build their brand, attract their ideal clients by creating a signature program. Really the whole premise of what I do is helping my clients to build a strong brand. And whether you are just starting out or whether you've been coaching for a while, you're not getting clients consistently. Part of my methodology is ensuring that you have a strong signature program that's unique to you, that you're really coaching in your zone of genius. You're really inside the niche that you're supposed to be serving. You have a good idea of who your, your target market actually is um, in order to be able to provide a a premium brand experience um, and also um, making sure that you have a product suite, i.e. multiple streams of income. So really setting your business up to be both profitable and sustainable. That's so important because when you 
are creating the business and you're working on the business and you're going through the thing, you get so bogged down in the day to day and what you think you're communicating to the world that you don't really understand what people are interpreting your brand to be. So how can people figure out what their customers actually think about who they are and what they do? Um, the simplest way, really, just like I said before, is just to ask. Um, I am, I know, That's right? so shocking. scary. <laughs> shocking. I know. We can talk to our customers before they become a customer. Um, one of the things that I help my clients do is market research. So I think that's super duper important, especially um, for any for any product or service. I tell my clients, look, these huge brands out here, Coca-Cola, Apple, Toyota, like they all do market research. They spend millions of dollars talking to their potential clients and existing clients about their products and their services. What do they think about before they ever release it? So why not us, you know, as smaller small business owners, do the same thing so that when we release our product, when it goes to market, we are confident that we truly are serving our ideal clients' needs. Oh, you know what? That is such great advice. I really should follow it. I'm one of those people that have a brain burp of an idea and I jump in, I jump off the cliff with my eyes closed and I go all in. And then True I wonder, entrepreneur. Oh, why didn't that work? Hmm, I forgot the vital part. Does anyone even want what I have to sell? So where can you go? I mean, we look online all the time. There's so much information online. And we can go online and actually find out what people are searching for, what mm -hmm. they are looking for answers for, so that we can even start the conversation. Because a lot of times we put a poll out there or we put a post out there and people don't engage with it. The platforms are making it harder and harder for people to even see it, let alone right. respond to it. Is there a way that we can go out and maybe find this kind of the trends or the idea or what people are struggling with in today's world so that we can at least Ab get a start. Absolutely. So especially if you don't have a large following or you haven't taken the time to build your email list yet, or maybe you haven't mailed your list in a long time. You're like, who is this person? There's several different ways. The first you can definitely ask Google. Google <laughs> is still king. And you can start to type in and see, Google will give you suggestions. And you can try this with anything of what people are searching for. So when you start to type and you see suggestions, that actually is telling you what people are searching for. So that right there will give you some idea. Google Trends, T-R-E-N-D-S, is another place that you can look to see what people are searching for. You can also check out answerthepublic.com. Love answerthepublic.com. If you use the free version, you can just type in a particular subject matter. It'll spit out all the questions people are asking about that subject matter. You can only do one search a day, but it's free. So by all means, take advantage of it. Another place you can look is Reddit. You can look at Amazon. Um, you can check out Slack. So many different places that people are asking questions. Yeah, so like you really gave me some good tools there for people to go out and, and utilize to find out what it is that people are searching. Check Google, suggested searches as... Um, Google Trends, Answer the Public, and of course the SEO mm -hmm. platforms as well. And then once they've got that, is there somewhere they can go to ask those questions and find 
where their target audiences are or the people that are really looking for that? Yes. Although we hate to go to go back and forth with social media, but social media is free. Um, you can trust Facebook groups that you might be a part of or you think where your ideal client is hanging out. You can also, uh, of course, do a post from your um, your own page. But those same sites that you were using um, in order to gather the information, you can actually do a post right back on it. Like Reddit, I, I, I say Reddit a lot because people will, will definitely respond back to you looking for what people are searching for. You can then go back and have conversations with those people. The other thing that I would say is it's really important to figure out where your target market is hanging out. I would say try different social media platforms because your target market may not be on the ones that you're on or the ones that you think. So it's really important to see and track your feedback on the different social media platforms and also ask people, where do they normally go for information? That's going to give you the best, the best way forward in terms of really connecting with your, uh, your ideal audience or your target customer. And those are important pieces because knowing your ideal customer is more than just knowing their age, their demographics, where mm -hmm. they live. What are the things that we should be looking for and understanding about our ideal audience before we start trying to sell to them? Like you said, we should know more than this are, are the age and demographics. I think, although that's important, I think now is the time to focus on customer behavior and psychographics. Um, I think that would be one of the main areas that I would focus on. So like I was saying before, where my ideal client, where do they shop? Where do they live? What, where do they eat? How do they make purchasing decisions? These are all things that I will focus on because that will tell you how to best position and market your product or service to them. Mm -hmm. And that is so important because you're going to have to understand the events in their lives, the experiences that they've had, the emotions that they go through and the frustrations that they come up against before you try to sell to them. Because a lot of times people don't understand the problem that they have, but they definitely understand the symptoms of said problem. And if you can address those symptoms before they even understand they have a problem, you've got them before they start Googling your comp for you or your competition. And if they can Google your name before they Google what it is that you do, you've got a better chance at getting them than your competition. Absolutely. What's the biggest frustration they have with getting known in the marketplace? Uh, I think the, the biggest frustration is how to stand out from mm -hmm. all the other coaches. The coach, there's so many coaches out there. They're trying to figure out how can they best market to their ideal client? How can they best position themselves to stand out from, say, another life coach or another health coach or another business coach or, or a niche that they're in? Um, and I think because of that, they end up sometimes trying to coach in multiple niches, uh, which I don't recommend because you're speaking to everyone. If you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. Right. Coaching. I see some coaches that come in and say, I'm a you know, dietary coach for lawyers, for lawyers who run their own. They niche down so much mm -hmm. that you can totally identify who their target market is just by the fact that they only... Like, here's the big thing I do. I help you figure out what your, what your nutrition is, but I only deal with lawyers and I only deal with lawyers who have, who are solopreneurs and have their own company. Can you niche down too much? There is a, a thing um, as niching down too much. 
However, what I find is that it's usually the opposite. People don't niche down enough, but I think um, you can avoid niching down too much by just really honing in on your zone of genius and making sure that you list out all the people that you can help and categorize them because there's nothing wrong with having uh, different verticals or different income streams in your business. Mm -hmm. So like when I work with my clients, we work on having their coaching offers or whatever offers that they have be able to serve their ideal client in multiple stages. So I believe that clients come to you on a continuum versus just having one ideal client. Your client may not be ready to purchase with you, but they might be ready for like a lesser offer. Um, And so there's some education that has to be done uh, in that same vein. You kind of move them along um, in your pipeline to be ready for your main coaching offer. Um, But you're not going to know that unless you've actually sat down and really like itemized for yourself. These are all the people that can help with my service, my coaching or consulting offer. And these are people that, based on these people, these are the people that fit my, my exact offer, if, that, if I'm making sense. When it comes to being able to tell your story and, and get known out there, but you want your niche market to know that they are, you're talking to them because you got to almost personalize the story mm-hmm. that you're telling so much that they know exactly that this is for me. Mm-hmm. What kind of details do you have to leave in and what kind of details do you have to remove in order to ensure that that brand story is talking to that person that you want to talk to and getting rid of everyone else that you don't want to talk to? Call them out. So that's the first thing, who it is like specifically. So when you ask me about what I want want to be known for, I said coaches and consultants. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are people that I'm talking to. So you want to make sure you say that. Um, But also here's where... um, making sure that you speak to your ideal client's pain points. And so um, a lot of times we were our own first client or we were our own, uh, we were in that situation. Um, so really speaking from uh, basically that, I don't, that experience in, in a lot of times or the symptoms that that, like it's the symptoms uh, that, mm-hmm. that that person is having, you basically have to state the problem in the way that your ideal client understands and, and that they would recognize it in order for it to resonate with them. Um, so a lot of times we would, we would use technical terms and things that really is how really is what the problem is. But that's not what your ideal client thinks it is, or there's, they're thinking of it's, it's another problem. And so making sure that when you're telling your story and stating what it is that you offer, you're capturing all those elements. So specifically who um, you want to, you want to talk to and what are the things that they're experiencing? And then um, what are going to be the outcomes of working with you? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, You've given me a lot to think about, and I know you've given my listeners a ton to think about, and I know that you have a ton more to tell people. So where can they go and find you to figure out who you are and what you're about? Absolutely. So um, you can check out my website. It's www.isimplyshe.com. That's www.isimplyshe.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at I underscore simply underscore she or Facebook at I Simply She. All of my handles, uh, everything is, is under slayhardeveryday.co. So if you missed any of that, just remember slayhardeveryday.co and everything will pop up for you. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming out, Crystal. And I really appreciate your time here on Brand Appeal. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, listener, I hope that you learned something today. I know that I did talking with Crystal. 
from simplyshe.com. Make sure that you drop in there and see what she's all about. Now we've always had these big names, whether it was Ford, Carnegie, Vanderbilt, and now we have names like Jobs, Musk, and Gates. What makes these people so interesting to us that they're become a brand in and amongst themselves and it's their identity that drives a business forward for decades and practically centuries to come. Now I'm not saying that you need to be the Ford, Vanderbilt or Gates of your business or industry. However, when you step out in front of your logo, you are able to connect with audiences online and stand out as the person that can solve their problem. When you first look at the problem and understand the problem that you solve and what it feels like for your audience, then you can start telling the story about how you solve that problem. Well, listener, until next time, peel out.